0: Tonight's uh, reading is from John chapter 17, verse 13 through to 23, and then also from Matthew chapter 28, 16 to 20. In John, Jesus is praying for his disciples. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. And now turning to Matthew. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me,
1: evening everyone <laughs> so Tom and I we, we talked this through and we thought it'd be good if we just had a, uh, an informal conversation is that right Tom yeah that's good hopefully that's right so how are you feeling sitting here well, it does feel a bit weird. It is
2: the fourth time in the day, but still, there's something uh, slightly. <laughs> Don't
1: say that. Don't <laughs> yeah, say that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just keep this quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. the first it, time. Yeah, it's a
2: little bit. It's a bit like a chat show, isn't it? I, I quite like this. I, I, did was once the other side of the of the uh, the this uh, situation when Mike started, and um, I've never done this before, but before today. But next week, I'm going to be interviewed by uh, the children of St. Paul's, Camberley, So it would be interesting. Uh, to see whether they come up with different questions and uh and then in two and a half weeks time we've got like a instead of the home groups i've scheduled for them all to get together and they're going to ask me whatever questions they want as well so i better get used to it and uh yeah it's it's great to have a chance just to talk in a different sort of way uh, to how i might in a sermon
1: Wonderful. So, you left paid employment, shall we put it that way, uh, at the beginning of November last year?
2: That's right. So, I've been busking on the, on the streets of Guildford <laughs> yeah. and Cambridge. Yeah, I
1: thought I saw you. Yeah, sing, yeah, yeah. sing in tune next time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Tom, 10 weeks uh, since then. Yep. What have you been doing? Anything to report?
2: Well, I mean, loads has happened. It's been an amazing 10 weeks. So, uh, West Ham are eight weeks unbeaten. So, that's...
1: That, that, is, is, a that um, is a miracle, that uh, is a miracle.
2: And also, we, we, our son was born, so that was <laughs> exciting as well. Harry was born on November the 12th, um, and he's almost two months old, he's eight weeks old. He seems to be quite a, a sort of relaxed individual, which is good, and um, he, he's great company. Uh, Clara loves him. He, uh, he often stares uh, at me just with a big grin on his face, because he's, he's learned to smile. And uh, we're really enjoying having him around, at least during the day anyway. And, uh, yeah, I've got earplugs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, Tom, you know, uh, what have been the highlights, I guess, as you look back?
2: The highlights? Well, there have been loads. So, if you, if you haven't been here the whole time, I've been here for um, basically five years, and... When I think back through that time, it feels like longer, um, but I think it's been the making of me as well. So I look back with great gratitude at all that that God's done um, while I've been here. So I would basically say there were the three kind of eras of my time here. Each successive one's been more enjoyable than the one before. The, The first was tricky. It was a difficult time for the church. Um, that was lasted about a year, and um, but what I do remember, and there 's people here tonight who who go back to this time, um, despite all the difficulties that we had, actually God was really at work, and uh, especially among the students and young alpha uh, sorry, young adults uh, group and uh, that really grew in that year and I remember us doing an alpha course where the whole church was full of, of students and young adults and um, loads of people came to faith, and on, on our table, Kate and I saw. I think all the people that weren't Christians became Christians uh, through that course, and it's just been wonderful to see the things they've gone on to do. Really great uh, men and women of God um, since then. So um, that was that was wonderful that first year, even in, in the midst of difficulties. The, the the second era was the interregnum. If you don't know what that means, that's when churches are between vicars and uh, in our case it effectively lasted about 18 months it started while we were on honeymoon and um, in that time um, I think really it was truly remarkable the way that the the church rallied together and um, you know we were relatively speaking understaffed and people were a bit confused or whatever and and, but we all pulled together and um, God healed this church and um, God I think brought the beginning of renewal to this this church again in that time, and I know several people who joined in that period and, you know, are really involved here now, and um, I learned so much. I think I learned that the people of this church are truly extraordinary. Um, I learned that the staff team, you know, could really work together and love each other, and and we were a very close-knit group that, that led the church in that time, and uh, also in that period, we we were thinking about the next, uh, the next rector, and, went, and I was heavily involved in working on that parish profile. And we, we really thought about kind of what the church needed. And I think the conclusion we came to was uh, we wanted to be more open to the spirit, and we wanted to make sure that there were as many people in the younger generations as there were in the older ones, and that the church was doing what it could to um, be open and accessible and attractive to the younger Uh, people and then use the rest of the church to really disciple them and encourage them. And and I I think basically that has happened in the last um, two years and it's been great to see. So that was that period and then the last two and a half years has, has really been seeing the fruits of that begin to happen, though I, I think there's a, a lot still that God will do. And um, in that time, I was heavily involved in in recruiting people, which was fun. I, for a while, it seemed like I was interviewing every week and uh, felt like I was working in the pers- personnel department of Saint Saviour's rather as, than as a minister. But it was great to see the people that God brought along and um, I've loved working with that, that new, much bigger team. And it's been great seeing, Mike, the way that you've led that team. It's been great seeing the way that you've led the church and started well. I've never been in a church with a new vicar before. And um, it's been great to see that. And um, I've been able to get involved in some things that I didn't have time to do before, like uh, men's ministry, which we restarted, and connect groups, and... Um, uh, what else, several other things that escape me at this point, but um, that we've been involved in that have, that have been really great uh, to see happen. Um, and I've loved being involved in the courses that we've started here, like Heartbeat and, and the apologetics things and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, I think probably the most helpful thing to me though, and, and, and encouraging in a way, has been uh, the vision process that's emerged in the last two years. And uh, I, I think the, the vision statement that we have here is, is wonderful and um, and uh, I'm very tempted to use it for my new church, which I probably shouldn't do. But right. what,
1: Feel free, feel free. <laughs> what
2: I love about it, so it's love God, love people, make a difference. I think it captures what we're actually all capable of but sort of we don't quite attain unless we're really intentional um, and strategic about it and prayerful about it. And what do I mean by that? Well, um, I, the way I instinctively think about God actually it's it's not so much to love him in that sort of intense emotional way but maybe to you know almost think of him as like an avuncular line manager that you respect and you check in with a few times a week and hope to do a good job and would like their approval but you don't actually really love and yet that's what God calls us to and I think it's when we fall in love with God again um, that actually we come alive and and that's really informed what, what we're going to be doing at St. Paul's so this coming term. We've, I've designed a series called First Love, just getting back to our first love. And loving God is the beginning of all of this. But Jesus said, didn't he, that actually, um, if we want to show our love for him and for our Heavenly Father, then we need to love others. And we all love our close family, I imagine. But to actually love people beyond that, you know, people yes, our friends, but even people that, that are not our friends that we don't know very well, that we come across, uh, maybe they're people we have things in common with, maybe they're not, if we actually love them, which I think means not just being nice to them, not just getting along with them, not just being respectful, um, gentle, kind, um, it's actually about truly caring about other people that God brings on our path. And, Saying that I'm going to take an interest in them far beyond anything I might get in return, um, that I'm going to see them as God sees them, and if they're in need of help or love or time or friendship or hospitality, I'm going to give them that because that's what we're called to. And to love people in that way actually is astonishingly attractive, and uh, we're called to be salt and light, aren't we? And uh, And actually, the best way that we can be sought and light is by having time and genuine love and interest and care and prayerfulness for other people who are not our close friends, who are not our close family. But we choose to sacrificially offer that to them because that's what God offered to us. And actually, when we do that, people are far more likely to come to faith than if we simply explain what we believe important though that is so loving God loving people and then making a difference and and again I think all of us you know if we weren't here would be missed by some but actually to make a difference means that there are people in our lives if we weren't there their lives would be completely different that we've had such an impact on them that they're completely different people as a result and it's easy to say that, but actually, God can do that through us, but only through faith, and only through an ambition. I think to um, to be extraordinary people in their lives. So, I think that's an incredibly exciting place to be for St. Saviour's, and um, I'm going to be brutally honest and say that um, I think it's great, and I want to do a very similar thing at St. Paul's, which I think shares the same opportunities and the same challenges. It's a a strategic church in a big town, um, you know, with a reputation and with resources that is called by God to be um, a a place of strength that sees people come to faith, um, that raises up leaders for tomorrow. Um, and that uh, actually gives its resources away, so that all the other churches around can be blessed and, and can have a future uh, because of what that church has invested in them. So that's—I believe—that's the calling of St. Saviour's. And um, it's easy to think that a church like St. Saviour's or St. Paul's is succeeding if it's, you know, the services are relatively well attended and relatively, you know, well done or whatever. But actually. When a church has been placed in a strategic position like that, the test of whether the church is truly fruitful is whether people are coming to faith, whether the church is devoted to allowing that to happen, being open and focused on those outside as much as themselves. And if the church of tomorrow is emerging through that church and being um, discipled and, and, and empowered, and uh, you can be that. I think this church is that. Um, but that's something that requires constant renewal and constant refocusing and, and constant boldness, to be honest, and, and a willingness to, to always be looking to give things away rather than simply enjoying what you have. So that's my thought on St. Saviour's. And um, the highlights are many. Um, But probably more than anything else, I've loved the people and uh, all of you are among them. And there's some great characters here. There's a lot of people I consider my friends um, and there's extraordinary levels of faith. And um, it's really inspiring to see. And uh, I think for me, it's helped me to see actually what any people of God can become if leaders are confident in God and and confident in, in the gifts that they've been given. And I thank you for giving me that opportunity to grow in that area. And uh, I look forward to continuing to grow in, in this new place.
1: That's wonderful. Now, we had lunch, didn't we, before Christmas? We I can't remember where we went. Where did we it go? It was a
2: sushi bar, which is not a, not a, a common occurrence for me. but uh,
1: You I, didn't look like a natural no, sushi I, no, eater. No,
2: true. I, I requested a knife and fork. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't ask my fish to be cooked, as I was uh, conscious that I sort of done thing. But uh, it was very nice, and I generally like Asian food, uh, particularly if it's spicy. And yeah. uh, we had a good time
1: there. And you, you picked those two readings. We I had did. a chat We did there. You said you'd pick a couple of readings. Why those readings, Tom, on this, your last day at St. Saviour's?
2: Yeah, well, um, I was praying and thinking about what... I wanted to encourage you in, and uh, I also, as part of that, was just thinking, well, what did Jesus choose to say um, on the night before he died, and then just before he ascended into heaven? And uh, those two passages are, of course, taken from those two occasions, and um, one of the, one of the things that, that I was really struck by in the last uh, few months or two uh, was basically when uh, the, the the vicars and the the ministers of of this diocese in Guildford all gathered together at the cathedral um, just before Christmas. And Mike was there, Andy was there as well. And uh, a survey had been conducted of all of the the ministers in the diocese and and also of people in their churches. And uh, it was asked, what are the things that are encouraging about what God's doing? And there was some great stuff there. But the most challenging thing was, is it asked them, what are the difficulties that you face? And one thing emerged above all the others, which is that the ministers and also the people in the in the congregations were saying that they lacked confidence in sharing their faith. And uh, I think what the conclusion was is this is the great challenge that the church in Britain faces today. Um, society has changed, culture has changed, and we're conscious we're a minority. Um, and sometimes, uh, actually we face opposition as well. Um, and um, into that context where we're all tempted to sort of withdraw into our holy huddle and, you know, enjoy coming to church, but, but basically try and be nice to everyone and keep ourselves to ourselves, kind of blend in. Actually, that's not what we're called to. And ultimately, that's not what gives us joy. So I chose these passages because Jesus starts by saying... Um, I say these things while I'm in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. And we all want joy, don't we? Joy is that deepest positive emotion that actually we long for but which only God can bring. And yet what Jesus goes on to say is is the complete opposite of what I think we naturally assume. So he starts by saying, I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. Now, we don't want to be hated. Of course we don't. And uh, actually, most of us don't want to be different. Certainly young people don't. Um, We want to blend in, as I've said. And, uh, And yet Jesus says that opposition is inevitable and that actually you are completely different. You are not from this world. You belong to me. And you belong to that kingdom of heaven to which I've called you. And yet the very fact that people oppose you and the very fact that you are completely different and you have a completely different identity is actually what can give you joy and actually is the key to seeing the kingdom grow in our generations. So what does that mean? It means we actually need to rejoice in being distinctive. Now, by that, I don't mean that we're just a bit odd or we wear different clothes or we use different language. I don't encourage us to do any of those things. But it means that we are so provocatively and strikingly loving and interested in other people and respectful and yet sure of our convictions and actually practicing and teaching others and sharing with others the reality of God's presence supernaturally in our lives day by day, that actually when we live like that, we get that joy, the kingdom grows, and actually we fulfill the calling that we've been given. So what stands in our way from doing that? Well, I I think it's sometimes that we're too... Uh, distracted by our differences, and essentially, we're all made differently, and yet God calls us to be part of this one calling to share our faith. So, if we unite around that, and if we actually recognize that we, we're fearful, that we lack confidence, but that God can give us that confidence, and actually, as Jesus said in that Great Commission, all authority has been given to me. Go. I will make you disciples who will bring many others to become my disciples. And Jesus didn't just say that to his disciples. He prayed in John 17 and he believed in all that he taught that that promise would be fulfilled for each generation. So what I want to say to each of us is that the biggest challenge we face is actually wearing our faith on our sleeve. It's actually... Putting our head above the parapet. It's actually daring to be different. And it's actually believing and living, knowing that God can make us truly attractive, truly prophetic, truly countercultural, and ultimately truly light giving. And that's what we're called to do. And we can all do it. And some saviors can do it collectively, and each of you can do it individually. And um, my biggest job in my new church is going to be that challenge again. It's actually giving confidence to God's people to believe that they can share their faith and that they can be a light to this nation, even if the nation seems to be turning its back on the light that we have. So be confident, trust in Jesus' authority you know, take strength from your shared faith. But be bold and, and be willing to go out there and share what you have and be willing to make all of the changes and, and, and become more and more that sort of welcoming community that when people come in here for the first time, they are blown away by by the love and the welcome and the acceptance that they receive. So this is a great church. And it's called cool to be a beacon of light um, to this town and beyond. And I just thank you that, that I've been able to be part of it. And I look forward to comparing notes on all that God is doing in our respective churches in the years
1: to come. So you obviously mentioned St. Paul's. Tell yeah. us a bit about the church and, and how we can support you, Tom.
2: Yeah, so I think that the church is actually very similar to this one in DNA. Um, and I think that um, it just hasn't uh, superficially modernised as much in, in the last sort of 10 or 15 years. And um, so um, I th- think that a major part of my role there is 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 particularly to appeal to people in their 20s and 30s and 40s. Obviously, that's uh, easier for me now that I've got a family of my own and uh, I can still appear to be relatively youthful, hopefully. And uh, so I, I look forward to... Um, really helping the church to connect um, in new ways uh, with those younger generations. But also, there's an incredible resource of people there um, who are very open to the Spirit, who love God's Word, and uh, who really listen to Him. And um, I I didn't realize the church was like that until actually after I accepted the job, believe it or not. And um, as I've got to know people and the welcome that they've given me since I arrived there a week ago, and... um, and just what I've picked up about the prayerfulness of the, the team and also, you know, the members of the church has, has really blown me away. So I think what you can pray is that the potential of that church to appeal to all ages and to be a resourcing church for that town and, and the wider area uh, can be fulfilled. And that I'd have the boldness to um, build on what's already there, uh, but also to um, to bring Uh, That ambition, if you like, that faith that God can grow the church and that God can renew the church um, to what I'm doing there and not be limited by um, where the congregation can't see what can happen and actually remember that I've seen the church grow in here and, and in my last church, the church I came from as well, and it's the same God and uh the principles are largely the same even if the context context is different and all we need is i think boldness and sensitivity to the the context and faith that god can do amazing things if we allow him and if we offer ourselves to be used by him so please do pray for me and uh I'll, i want to be a sort of uh, or St. Paul's to be a sort of sister church of saint Saviour's, and uh there's so much in common between the two and and i see this church as as a place that that we can learn from um that we can share resources with and i hope that you know we, a little bit of that can happen on the music side perhaps on the women's ministry men's ministry some of the courses that we've developed here and the apologetic stuff that we've done and um i hope to come back and visit quite often uh, it's only half an hour away and uh, I'd love you to, to pray for us. And can I just say as well, Mike, you know, you know I'm going to say this, that um, obviously St. Saviour's is a great church that people come from quite a long way away to visit and to, to come to. And uh, if any of you live as close to Camberley as you do to, to Guildford, or you're interested in moving to a town that has lovely houses that are about two-thirds of the price of Guildford, um, it's a church that I think you would really love. And uh, if you... Uh, If you quite like me as well, I certainly like you, and um, (laughs) some of you, you never know, might be being called to uh, make that your new home, or or at least to become a a friend of St. Paul's, where you pop in from time to time and and seek to help us in various ways. So um, it's a place I can confidently encourage you to join. Um, The direction of travel is going to be very similar to here. And uh, I know from knowing all of you that you have the faith and the outlook um, and the openness to, to the things of God that are exactly what that church needs. And there'll be like-minded people there who would welcome you with open arms. So there you go. And I'll be sending uh, uh, the young people of uh, Camberley off to University of Surrey as well and to St. <laughs> St. Saviours
1: to reciprocate this, uh, this lovely relationship. I oh, would do pray about that because we're we're wanting to, uh, you know, plant churches, resource other places, and so if you if you do pray about that and feel that's right, you would go with a total blessing, obviously, of St. Saviour's, and um, I think I think that would be really cool to support Tom in that way, really. So have a think, have a pray, and uh, see what happens. Yeah. Well, Tom, I've just got two things to say, really, in closing. And the first is thank you. And I know we've had a big party before Christmas, but you uh, have been absolutely brilliant here. And um, I want to, on behalf of the church, just really, really thank you for all you've done in the five years here through the different eras, as you've described. Um, We really, really appreciate all you've done. Should we give Tom a round of applause?
2: Thank you very much.
1: The second thing I did want to say is not just thank you, but also well done, because, you know, you have been faithful, you have been uh, courageous, you've led the church through difficult times you've pioneered a whole lot of stuff you have been brilliant on the team everyone respects you enormously here in the congregation and I hope you um, leave this place with a springing your step thinking actually you know I I did really well there because actually that's exactly what you have done and we're going to miss you enormously and I've got you a present. It's a bit like on a talk show, isn't it? Yeah. Graham, what's his name? Um, here you go. So uh, my I brother, got you my s-
2: brother thinks I look like Graham Norton, by
1: the way. But, uh, do you? I do. I'm not convinced. I mean, no. I don't want to. No. Well, I, I mean, let's do a quick straw pro. Does Tom but. look like Graham Norton, hands the ear? No. Okay, so, um, that's <laughs> good, that's good. That's a compliment. So, yeah. Tom, I got you some Bible study notes. Thank you, much. Um, yeah, And actually what's in here is from all of us. There's this rather lovely bottle of champagne. Yeah. And what we want you to do with Kate is open this, um, you know, at an appropriate time and just celebrate all you've done here because you have been absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, do that. And then also oh. I've got you. Look, there's a card here. And... Uh, there you go. Oh, I forgot to give you that. This I forgot to give you this. So here you go. Here's some flowers. Some flowers. Thank I would. You. I would Thank just put them in your lap, but the, um, I'll get a bit it's, wet. It's tempting. Although it's I, tempting. I have to admit, um, I'm
2: used to having things on my lap now, which leave me slightly wet. But there we go. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. yeah. <laughs> I won't ask. No. Um, let's, let's
2: not. Let's not dwell on that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And this is also something we, we got actually, I hadn't seen this, this is for Clara and Hallery. Oh, splendid. And uh, what they are is they are book tokens ah. uh, because um, we wanted to give them something too, just oh, as a little cool. momentum. And I didn't know what to get Clara. I have three boys. I have no daughters, but I wasn't sure, but I know you'll, you'll know exactly what to get well, her. Well, she
2: loves books. and uh, The Hungry
1: Caterpillar, I thought, yes, but possibly yes. not. George
2: um, W. Bush's favourite book, indeed. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he said that in an interview, you know, and uh, it later emerged that it was written when he was 21. But there <laughs> <laughs> OK. <laughs> there we and, and for Harry thank, as thank well. Thank you very
1: much. So, Great. Um, yeah... What we're going to do is we're going to... I'm going to hand over to Andy Wheeler, actually, wherever Andy is. It's a sad day for us, because we've been working together. I know you two have worked together longer than us three have worked together, if that makes sense. But it's a a sad day for... uh, All of us, just uh, as colleagues, isn't it? And um, colleagues. (laughs) So, Andy, over to you. I mean, do you want to say anything to Tom before you commission him in great style?
3: Um, Well, I mean, we've been saying things all day, haven't we? It's been, as as you say, Mike, it's both... It it is a a sad day, and the thought this is sort of um, the last time the three of us all... Minister together in, in this kind of way, it's, it's, uh, it has its sadness to us. But, but actually what we're going to do now, if I can stand up and yeah. um, invite you two gentlemen to come and join me here, is we're actually to do something a, a, a little bit formal, but I think it's important that it is f- has a certain formality to it, because this is uh, actually not just a sort of conversational, chatty, uh, pat-on-the-back evening. It, it's actually a, an important moment of releasing... Tom and Kate from their authority amongst us, their leadership amongst us, um, and allowing them to lay it down uh, happily and with a sense of fulfillment, and and to move on into new commitments with with, uh, wholeness of heart and and freedom of heart. And that's something that God wants out of this day for, for them, a sense of Uh, completion and of stepping forward. So it it has a certain formality about it and I'm going to ask everyone here to be part of it in this sense that um, we're going to do three short things. We're going to have a moment of thanksgiving and giving thanks to God for the ministry that we have enjoyed together and the ministry we've enjoyed from them. Uh, We're going to have a moment of sending and we're going to have a moment of blessing at the end and I want you to participate in in all of that let's put Tom in the middle here between us so would you stand let's uh, let's do this job properly and uh, we're going to st- start with that, that moment of, of thankfulness we've uh, Mike has, has given words to it but uh, I want us to enter into that and uh, and to acknowledge uh, in Tom's presence and and, in, and before the Lord uh, something of our our gratitude for his ministry amongst us. I'm going to ask you to step right into this and get right on with it. Uh, Sometimes when we invite people to speak out and speak prayers, uh, we flaff around a bit and we take a while to get down to it. I want you to step right into it and from your heart just speak out short prayers or short words of uh, of, of gratitude for what we've shared uh, with Tom and Kate as we've been together. So let us pray or let us speak out words of 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 appreciation and let's let's do it positively and boldly for a moment or two now let us pray father we thank you for this precious couple we thank you so deeply for their love for us and their generous ministry amongst us amen let's go for it
2: Thank you, Lord, for their willingness to get stuck into so much here, and to say way beyond their uh, roles and remits. So and just thank you, God, for, um, for Tom and Kate's support and help.
3: And I'm going to ask Mike to gather up those prayers in, in a prayer of thankfulness.
1: So, Lord, we want to praise you for Tom. We want to acknowledge all those things. And we want to pray that he would leave this place just knowing he's fully thanked. And uh, people really appreciated who he is and all he's done. Amen.
3: Now we're just going to have a, a few moments of, of sending and, uh, and releasing. And Tom... Uh, we want you to know that we are profoundly grateful for your ministry here, and we invite you to lay it down now with a sense of uh, peace and completion, fulfillment in it, and to move on with a joyful and free heart, um, not um, with what my marine son calls "snags" <laughs> um, holding you back, but to do so in freedom. Mm with a sense of of release into new ministry. Let's uh, speak out words of encouragement uh, and perhaps a verse of scripture or uh, just a word you feel God has given you of of encouragement to Tom and and his family.
0: Be bold and go for it,
3: Tom. Amen. Amen. (laughs) 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 Uh, We didn't expect that one. (laughs) Tom, we have seen you grow in this place. We've seen you grow in confidence. We've seen you grow in confidence in God. We've seen you grow in assurance of the work of his spirit in you and through you. Uh, We've seen you live out your calling in ministry with courage um, and with vigor. Um, We've seen you offer friendship on a generous scale across our our fellowship and we send you forth with joy and we are confident that in God's goodness and grace uh, you will continue to grow, continue to mature in the wisdom of your leadership and that the community entrusted to your charge will flourish. Uh, We bless you and send you forth in God's name and to his glory. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to ask uh, Simon if he would put on the screen now uh, a blessing that we've used all day. It's quite a traditional, uh, quite a, uh, an established uh, blessing used in our Anglican tradition. Um, but it's powerful and it's got strong words. And it's, I invite us to join together as we pray God's blessing on Tom and Kate, on Clara and on Harry and also to pray it for each other because each of us has our our ministry in home, in workplace, and in the community. And these are words of blessing that we can invoke on each other as we seek to serve God in our daily lives. So let's say together the words of, of this blessing. Go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted and support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor everyone. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain
1: with you. Well done.
2: Thank you, everyone. This has been the most wonderful place to to serve. And uh, Kate and I have also enjoyed um, just getting to know you all and just being part of the family, whether we're up front or not. And uh, we won't forget you. We will come back and visit. And uh, I just thank you for all of your kindness and support and love of me and Kate and Clara and Harry. Thank
1: Mm. you. Well done. So that draws our service to a close. And don't forget that next week we're carrying on our series, Counterfeit Gods. Has anyone been reading the book? Quite a few people. Are you enjoying it? One of you is. That's good. Uh, The the whole series is based on the book. So that's (laughs) encouraging. Uh, (laughs) So... uh, See you next week. God bless. Have a fantastic week and see you next Sunday.